0: Welcome back to the History Book Podcast, a podcast which which fills in the gaps your school history book may have left out, prepares you for your next pub quiz, and provides you with interesting tales from the past to annoy your family and friends over dinner with. So today I'm welcomed on the podcast by Adam Japeson. Hello, Adam.
1: Hi. Adam,
0: tell the people who you are and what you do.
1: Um, Friend of the pod. Yeah. uh, And I am currently finishing up my research master's on Scorpius. Very nice. Yep.
0: Have any scorpion facts for us? One interesting scorpion fact to start off the podcast.
1: Fun? N- not rigid. <laughs> scorpions are bad. People don't don't uh, don't mess with scorpions.
0: Okay. Anyway, today we are going to be talking about some girl boss scammers, and we're going to be talking about Anna Delby and Elizabeth Holmes. Okay. They're both recent. They're both-, both... recent examples of girl boss scammers. Girl boss scamming has been going on since probably the Middle Ages with witches and people poisoning each other.
1: Both very top right? Yeah. I've, I've heard of both...
0: Yeah, I was just about to ask, what do you know? Do you know anything about each of them before we get in there?
1: Anna Denelby, German, I think, pretends uh, to be like royalty to someone and scammed a lot of people out of money. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes. All I know is that I've been told there's a very good show or something or movie coming
0: out of Yeah, the there is. It's like a Hulu show. It's getting, I think it's called The Dropout. Okay. Because she dropped out of Stanford. Right.
1: So they've put they, they shows in the last few weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we're going to start off with Anna Delvey. Okay. And now, a lot of the information that I got from this is from another podcast called Fake Heiress and BBC Sands podcast. I okay. just want to leave that little recommendation in there.
1: Nope. So, so that.
0: we have. Anna Delvey, whose name is actually not Anna Delvey, it's Anna Sorokin. Yeah. And you said you thought she was German.
1: I thought she was German, yeah.
0: So that's what she was telling everyone.
1: Oh, she's Russian.
0: She's Russian. Russian. Well, so to begin, she was born in Moscow in 1991. Okay. To obviously Russian parents, but then they relocated to Germany in 2007 when she was 16. So she has been, you know, she did live in Germany for a portion of her life. And it's kind of where. Well Just under Yeah but well She moved to the States then Like okay, not that right. long after that But you know She spent a portion of her life In German, Germany And that's where the Accent kind of comes from Like right. if you ever listen to her voice she's a really like Hybrid accent
1: Yeah it really That everyone
0: thought was fake
1: I don't hear a lot of Russian And I hear a lot of American German
0: Yeah Yeah it doesn't But I think that's because She tried to Probably to an extent Tried to cut the Russian Out of her Accent sure. Because she was telling everyone That she was German, she didn't tell anyone that she was Russian at all. Yeah. She said her family was German.
1: And it's fairly easy to pick up the difference between Russian and German acts.
0: Yeah, maybe, Uh, you know, maybe not for Americans, but you know, anyway. So born in 1921, they relocated to Germany in 2007 when she was 16. And then she moved to New York in the summer of 2013.
1: Okay. So she was in Germany for?
0: Six years. Six years.
1: Yeah. And what did her parents do, do you know? Or were they, you know, were they wealthy at all? Or what? No,
0: they were very, they were working class. Okay. She has like, I think she has a younger brother. Right. But her parents were not, they weren't poor, but they weren't particularly well off. I think her dad ran his own business, but it was like construction or something like that. Okay. You know, it wasn't a big deal. You don't really hear much from her parents, to be honest. And she everything that she says about her parents throughout her time right. in New York is, is completely a lie. Okay. You know. Anyway, so she moved to New York in the summer of 2013 and she was interning for a French fashion magazine called Purple. Love that. And that's how she got a lot of her connections in like art and fashion.
1: In the upper class of the...
0: Yeah. Do you know, because she was, she was interning for this magazine. She probably was good at her job. She stayed with them for a while, we think. She like moved to another office with them. And she was, she seemed to already know a lot about fashion and art and like culture. Like, you know, she was very good at, even bef- when she just got there, when she was, I guess, 22, would that be right?
1: Yeah.
0: Or tw- yeah, 22. She had already the air of somebody who knew a lot about art and fashion and culture.
1: Oh Yeah, yeah and, I was thinking. So she didn't, you know, pull off this scam. She did you couldn't just, I guess be working one day in a shop and then one day decide i'm going to scan no she'd there. probably
0: be, and and we don't know a lot about like her time back in germany or back in russia but what you get from the tv show which we don't know whether how much of it is true is that she was kind of studying she'd be studying fashion magazines like all when she was young
1: right so she had an interest in it kind of
0: yeah
1: found herself in a a good position really to be in in the Living in New York. Yeah, yeah. she
0: already connection. knew kind of probably who to talk to and how to talk to them yeah. before she got there. She knew
1: connections and how to get more connections.
0: Yeah, yeah. And basically she got her connections from working in this magazine and then from there began like mixing with wealthy members of the New York art scene. And that's when she started pitching her idea for her business. Okay. Do you know anything about the business that she was hoping to start?
1: Not a thing. No. Can I, can I have a guess? Mm-hmm. Was it to do with... So, no. Okay, no, not a clue. Tell me.
0: It's so it was going to be called the Anna Delvey Foundation, and right, it was basically she wanted to create like a members' club, an art foundation, kind of like Soho House sort of thing. So there was going to be like a bar, a restaurant, you know, rotating art pieces, oh. like coming in and out from different artists and different creators, and make it like just very exclusive club. Okay. In New York. That's what she was looking to create. Right. I started pitching it to these types that she would meet.
1: Like a hub for like one.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I started pitching it to investors then as well. She kind of seemed to very quickly get okay. in with this group. She was group.
1: working under the name, Anna Delvey.
0: She was, yeah, she'd never said, she always told them she was Anna Delvey. Later on, when people asked where Delvey came from, she said it was her mother's maiden name.
1: And was this the case when she was working in the, for the magazine?
0: Yeah. Well, we think so, that she always just, as soon as she moved to New York, she started calling herself Anna Delvey. Okay. So then, between 2013 and 2017, she just managed to scam loads of friends, acquaintances, hotels, and banks, out of, like, thousands and thousands of dollars, by always just promising that she was like, oh yeah, I'll pay you next time, or I just forgot to pay it, I'll, you know, I'll send you the money.
1: Yeah, I often wonder how people do this and like clearly it's a thing because a lot you know people get what
0: she said was it's easy to ask for a million dollars when you already look like you have a million dollars right so all these people the way that she dressed the people that she spoke to the scene that she was in they just assumed that she had money because it's so exclusive all of these kind of clubs that she was in they, they wouldn't assume like... that they're not going to assume that they have a scammer in yeah. their midst.
1: And they don't want to look like they don't have the money. to get
0: Exactly. Money. Right. Yeah.
1: Do you think she asked the same people multiple times for money? Or do you think she kept it as like, ask one or organization?
0: Well, she kind of went through, you know, a few friends that she scammed out of a lot of money. And then there'd probably be little times that she'd ask somebody for money, but it wouldn't be probably wouldn't be a big deal that it would ever get spoken about, but she yeah. had like two friends that she scammed out of a lot of money. And one of them is the reason why she kind of got found out.
1: That's a bit crap, scamming your friends out of them.
0: I know, like, but then it's like, better, you're, you're kind you're... of led to believe that maybe she was never really friends with these people. I know,
1: but they thought she was and like, I don't know enough about it, but like fair enough, like scamming like organizations and stuff. But But your friends, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's kind of a grey area in the scamming business.
0: Yeah, because she's kind of just using it to get a leg up. And to be fair, I think it seems like a lot of the time she was under impression that she was going to get this foundation started. And in a few years time, she would actually have the money. Right. Do you know what I mean?
1: So she didn't start out maybe intending to scam? No,
0: no. What she says is that she never intended to cheat anyone out of any money like she never intended to have any to do any criminal activities right and she kind of not that she knew she was not that she thought she wasn't doing anything wrong but i think she kind of thought it seems that she kind of thought she would get to the point where she'd have the money and all of this other stuff would kind of be forgotten
1: okay so she was kind of just gaming the system to get a leg up
0: yeah exactly yeah that's a bit more reasonable so we have one of the friends is an art collector who she meets from working in the magazine. His name's Michael. Big okay. um, He told New York Magazine, like on the topic of her stamming friends out of money, that he, she forgot to pay him back two or $3,000 for flights and a hotel booking. But according to somebody else, he said that he actually repaid, she actually repaid him from a Venmo account in a different name. So who knows where she got that money?
1: Well, she might've just done a Ponzi scheme. That's,
0: of- it's kind of, that's kind of what she was doing yeah. the whole time.
1: Yeah. It always comes back to Ponzi.
0: Yeah. There was kind of a few other cl- bigger examples he gave of her specifically cheating him out of money. Okay. Was that in 2016, she had a birthday party at a place called Sedels in New York, and she hired a PR firm to put this party together.
1: Right.
0: And he said that the restaurant messaged him a few days later, asking for her contact information because she hadn't paid the bill, and he had to pay it. Oh. So he had to foot the bill for this massive birthday party that she organized I'd be for herself. I'd be fuming. Yeah.
1: You know, I was kind of thinking there, wouldn't it be great? Like, so you said he lent her two or $3,000 for flights. God, imagine just having that money to lend.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, because she, she's talking to the right people. These are the people yeah. that are like, 2000 $3,000 isn't a huge amount of money to them, no. potentially.
1: No, and that makes me feel less bad for them.
0: But then there's a few people later on that, Okay. You know, there there was one of the hotels that she stayed in. She made a friend called Neftari who worked at the concierge desk and she kind of made friends in the hotel by every time she'd come in and they'd do something for her, she'd tip them like a hundred dollars. But she was one of the few people that she ended up not like actively scamming, but there was a few times that they would have gone out to dinner and stuff when she didn't pay the bill. And she was one of these people like she was just working a customer service job and had to foot Anna's bill a bunch of times. But somehow... Seem to kind of always stay friends with her, but if I think, that
1: happened once. I think, I, and the next time she asked, "Oh, let's go out to dinner," and I was like, "Well, I still haven't got the money from the last dinner we went out for." It, so, my husband just made him. Oh,
0: and no, I think it's still going. But yeah, so the other friend of hers, other than Michael, that we want to talk about is Rachel Deloach Williams. Have, have you ever heard of her?
1: I'd be lying if I said I had.
0: Basically, so all of this came out because of an article in The Cut that was written by Rachel Pressler that was about Anna Delvey. But just at the same time, Rachel worked for Vanity Fair. and She also wrote an article about Anna.
1: Is, is this the other Rachel? Ra- does Rachel Zester for...
0: Rachel Pressler, yeah. Pressler. Who wrote The Cut article that exposed, yeah. that told everyone about Anna. But then this Rachel Deloach-Williams wrote a Vanity Fair oh, article. Okay. She wrote, okay. worked for Vanity Fair. Right. About... Anna and about a very specific trip that they took to Morocco. Okay. In 2018. I'm, I'm intrigued. So, Anna invited Rachel and two other friends to an all-expenses-paid trip to Marrakesh in Morocco. Interesting. And um, it was Rachel, a personal trainer, and they hired, like, a videographer because they wanted to, like, film the trip because she was kind of using it as, like, press for... She's setting up her business at the moment. Right. You know, so she's kind of going there into the guys that she's working and she wants to film about how she lives her life
1: right you know and why was the personal trainer there
0: D- uh, just no she was just a friend she was a little oh, friend, personal trainer
1: so I, I was picturing some man called like chad or something
0: no no it was it was a woman i'm pretty okay. sure okay. and they were staying in this hotel called la Mamunia, and do you know they obviously anna advertised it to them as they were going to get all of their expenses paid and it was just this Week-long trip or ten-day trip—they were all going to take together. She was going to pay for everything, but after a few days, the hotel staff they, staff said that they weren't able to charge Anna's credit card, and they asked her for payment. Do you know, they're like, "We can't. This card isn't working." Gave them another card. That card isn't working. What are we going to do? And every time this happened to Anna, she would always say, "Oh, like my dad cut me off, or there's a problem with the bank. Like I'll promise I'll get you the money if you pay for it now." I'll get you the money in a week's time or something, Right. you know. So what she did was she somehow managed to convince Rachel, who was just, she was just a journalist. Like she didn't have, she was probably well off. She didn't have loads of money Yeah. to pay the bill for this hotel, which was $62,000. God, what? $62,000? It was like a villa that they rented in this hotel.
1: That is an obscene amount of money.
0: Yeah, but like all your meals, all your transport, everything, came to $62,000.
1: Rockin' food is, like, cheap.
0: Yeah, I think right. this was, like, a very fancy, yeah. a very luxurious hotel. And um, promised to reimburse her when they came back to New York. Like, at this point, they'd been friends for a few years, Anna and Rachel. Right. And Rachel was like, yeah, you know, I know Anna. Like, I'm sure she will. Yeah. But this was kind of the start of when things started to go wrong for her.
1: Okay. She went, that to me, that that just strikes me as going too far.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, because it's something not. that you've been friends with for two, you know. And it's almost like, okay, $2,000 or whatever would be a lot, but $62,000. 62000
1: is enough to set someone back.
0: Yeah, there. and she, Rachel paid this with her Vanity Fair credit card. She paid she it, charged it to work. Because she didn't, she doesn't just have $62,000 sitting in a bank account. I don't either. I think it was like she paid some of it with her own card and then some of it with work and was just like, Oh, you know, we have to do our expenses at the end of the month. I'll, I'll have the the, Anna will have given me the money back by then. You know, obviously that didn't happen. You know, yeah. But this was kind of the start of the downfall for Anna. But before that, I kind of wanted to just go back and talk about some of the kind of little scams that she had along the way, right? Because the
1: friends she made, yeah. yeah, Because one of the reasons, because
0: obviously one of the reasons that she was charged with anything was because of Rachel, because Rachel went to the police.
1: Right, you know, good on Rachel.
0: Other people didn't. Like, oh, she's kind of out of out of a few hundred dollars, whatever. Yeah. But the other reasons that she got caught at all was that she was racking up these charges in other places, like hotels and... Oh, so she had to get this money from somewhere. Yeah. So she had a bit of... She was doing a bit of scamstressing in the bank.
1: So she was... She was going into hotels and just not paying the bill?
0: So oh. she would... She'd kind of go between different hotels. So she'd stay somewhere for like a few weeks and say, like, she's working on her foundation and she'd be able to put down, for some of them, she'd be able to pay off some of it. Or she'd put down the card. Like, usually if you're staying in a hotel and you're like one of those big clients, you just put down a card and the money just comes out of your account when you leave. Yeah. You know, so she'd be staying there for weeks and weeks and weeks. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, we have a card on file for her. Like, you know, it's fine. She'll pay it when she's done, whenever she leaves. Okay. But, um, so there's three hotels that are mentioned in this and one of them, or I think maybe all three of them were reasons that she was charged at all. She was charged with theft of ser- services from these hotels. Okay. So the first one is the 11 Howard in hotel, hotel in Soho, where as I said earlier, she met, she made friends with the concierge there. Neftari. Yes, so that's potentially why for she sure. ended up staying there for so long because she had made her friends there and they were kind of vouching for her and stuff. So she actually failed to give them a working credit card. But even though they were chasing her for weeks, they had a card on file. But when she checked out, they couldn't charge it with anything. It wasn't working. So after weeks, she eventually somehow managed to transfer them $30,000 via a wire transfer. But then continued to like rack up charges in the hotel before she left.
1: Why didn't they just, so they figured out that, like, her card isn't working, they can't get her to pay. Why didn't they just get her to leave?
0: Well, they did eventually.
1: Okay. But you said she kept racking up charges yeah, so, in the meantime? Yeah,
0: so she managed to pay $30,000 through a wire transfer to them after them hounding her for weeks, but she was still in the hotel. Right. And then um, she continued to rack up charges after that and wasn't paying anything, so after that they kicked her out. Okay. But it took a long time. Because yeah. you're not just going to kick a rich person out onto the street.
1: No, I guess yeah. You know, that because that looks you know, but
0: that looks bad on them because yeah. it's all about like reputation and stuff. Yeah, you know, of course. And then the other one was the Beekman Hotel. She managed to get a room there without giving them a credit card, and over three weeks, racked up charges of nearly twelve thousand dollars.
1: Jesus, she would expensive taste. It seems She'd, ironic. Well,
0: she did because like it, you have to have expensive taste to look like you have money. You know, she yes. couldn't be eating at mcdonald's she had to be going out seemed to be going out to these like fancy dinners to kind of keep up this yeah. pretense of having a lot of money people yeah so she was then evicted from the Beekman, and
1: they they actually got their shit together they, they
0: got the shit well it took three weeks yeah they get a bit better the 11 uh, howard in hotel a uh, hotel in soho took a long time to kick her out the Beekman took three weeks and then after that she went to The W in New York Union Square and was kicked out after two days.
1: Ah, yes. Okay. Makes more sense. Yeah. Do you think she would have had more luck if she rented out an Airbnb?
0: I don't know. Don't we have to put down a deposit? Probably. But also, like, that wouldn't, you know what I mean? It's like, it looks better for her appearance if she's staying staying in these hotels. So, do you know how she got this money? I had any money at all. You know, for the most part, I think she was kind of telling people, oh, yes, I have this money. I'll get it when I turn 25 from my father. She was... She was claiming she was an heir to a trust. Yeah. You know?
1: So, you're asking me, how did she get the start money? Like, how?
0: Well, how did she have any money at all? Because she wasn't, you know, she was working on her foundation, but that wasn't making any money because it didn't exist.
1: I have no idea. Credit card fraud. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay.
0: So, what she would do was basically, she would steal from Peter to PayPal. She would sign up for one bank. Right. Get a credit card and then use the money from that credit card like you know go overdrawn on it to take out a loan with another bank because it looked like she was good for the money
1: and then pay the first bank
0: and then the bank. yeah well not even pay the first you were know, kind of just paying the second bank with the first bank and paying the third bank oh, with the yeah. second bank like you know there was like three different banks that she ended up defrauding for a load of money
1: it sounds incredibly stressful
0: yeah but I'm sure it
1: was couldn't be me
0: so in Citibank, she kind of, I think this is kind of the one that she began with, she deposited $160,000 worth of fraudulent checks, which is I guess how she got the account kind of, was able to get an account with that, and then took out $70,000. Okay. So she had that $70,000. Yeah. Good luck. And then Fortress Investment Group, were the bank that were, she was trying to get the loan from for the Anna Delvey Foundation. Yeah. Um asked her to provide a hundred thousand dollars to cover their expenses. So she went back to Citibank, the first bank that she was with and got an employee in Citibank to give her a temporary overdraft for that amount. Okay. So she could pay the deposit on getting the account with Fortress by getting an overdraft on her account in Citibank. Right. Do you know?
1: She was really just completely gaming with this.
0: Yeah. But nobody knew for so long. Like, this nearly lasted, this lasted for nearly four years. Yeah, 2013, 2017. And then the article came out in
1: 2018. Wow. Yeah. Like, it's impressive what she did. I don't like, kudos for that. But, and you said that she never intended to do anything. That's what she says. But to me, that seems like a load of rubbish. I think from the beginning, she was, she knew well that she was doing something completely illegal. Yeah. And like, you think, okay, maybe she has these envisions of getting the money and using it for what she originally done at her foundation. Yeah. But then to just continue on for four years, scamming friends, as you But I'd say
0: it's like, you kind of get into it and you, you unless she at some point admits what she's done. She can't just leave. It's, she can't yeah, get out of it because next, she's going to be getting chased yeah. by hotels, by friends, by banks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: You always need... It's
0: like potentially she's just got in way too deep with it, you know?
1: Yeah. You Because I guess you need to be scamming the next person to pay off the Yeah. all the time. Yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, and then like yeah, the, I guess, she, you know, potentially she kind of, with banks, ran out of people to scam. She'd yeah. gone to all the big banks and then, say, Fortress, the one that she put down the $100,000 to cover the expenses to get, to like apply for the loan, Yeah, they got suspicious of her because she kept saying that she had, um, like an accountant in Switzerland who was like the head of her trust fund, okay. but obviously every time they tried to call there, nobody there, you know, they never were able to get through to this guy in Switzerland.
1: You think she would have given like a, a fake number and then answered herself and just put like, put on a Swiss accent maybe? Yeah. yeah. Probably looks better than no one answering.
0: Yeah, true. So yeah, that's kind of Anne Delvey's story. In April 10, 2019, she was found guilty on eight charges, ground larceny, attempted ground larceny, theft of services.
1: And where is she? She was prison time or?
0: Yeah. She went to prison. She, in 2019 and she got out in end of last year. She's in Rikers.
1: Rikers Island. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just for violent criminals since so wrong. were It's for, everyone i guess yeah
0: i don't i don't know she's out now she's out now okay yeah and wait what year did you say she got out last year
1: so she served two years two years do you think she thought it was worth it yeah yeah
0: because then she signed on to do the netflix show and made three hundred twenty thousand dollars from being a getting a producer credit
1: oh, so she's in collaboration she's yeah netflix she's a show. producer on the show right so it already did work out for her
0: yeah, potentially that's the first honest money that she made.
1: First honest money she made. Yeah. I still think if I was someone who was around her and someone she was like, oh, would you buy me a can of coke? I'd probably like. Mm.
0: Don't
1: know about that. Yeah,
0: I mean, like, and potentially she probably doesn't have much of this three hundred twenty thousand dollars left because, with the charges that she got, she had to pay a fine of twenty four thousand dollars and pay one hundred ninety nine thousand dollars in restitutions to Jeez. people that she had scammed. Yeah.
1: Twenty only twenty four thousand dollar fine.
0: Yeah, it's not that much.
1: That's not a lot.
0: But she, there was two, there was two charges that she got out of. Like she was charged with two extra things that she got out of. So the one for Citibank, the first oh, bank that she went to, she got out of that one, and she got out of the theft of money from Rachel was only ever alleged. Oh yeah, poor Rachel. Yeah. So
1: does that mean she didn't have to pay Rachel? She didn't have to pay Rachel. Rachel back. That that sucks. Yeah. She's the one I feel most sorry for. Her. Like whenever both, I back. think
0: Rachel might have got a producing credit on that TV show as well. Okay,
1: do you think there's bad blood between her and Anna?
0: I'd say so. God, you, there yeah. would be. Wouldn't? Wouldn't there be? Like, yeah. Do you know?
1: I wonder if there was, there was conflict of interest there. If they both producers on the show, Anna, I'm sure wants herself portrayed a, a decent life. Rachel would not want that because she was scammed out of sixty two thousand dollars.
0: I think weirdly though, it it seems like she's not she's not, not proud of what she's done. Right. Do you know, like there was some interview where she was asked, do you know, kind of, how do you feel about everything that you've done? And she's like, well, crime kind of does pay because I made money in the end off this. Yeah. You know, in the end, my story got sold and I made money. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, she definitely, definitely worked out for her.
0: She also said she wanted Scarlett Johansson to play her in the movie.
1: They don't look very alike, do they?
0: No, she doesn't even look that much like Julia Garner. No, she
1: doesn't. And she doesn't look like Julia Garner, really.
0: It's funny, when you look at pictures of her now, from like 2013 to 2017, she doesn't look that stylish.
1: No, I saw some photos, actually, and people...
0: Everyone now is saying like, oh, I knew. Yeah. But you probably, you didn't. If no. Saying that now.
1: And I did I have seen photos from 2013. She doesn't look like you know Heiress. No. Like, you know. Yeah. Elite.
0: Yeah. She looks well. Yeah. But the funny the funniest one I saw was somebody saying I knew she wasn't who she said she was because her hair was always frizzy. If she actually had money, she would have had a she, better hairstylist. God,
1: hair oh, that is. That's kind of sick. That
0: yeah. Like that? No, but like that's kind of savage. Being I mean, like she was a scammer and her hair was frizzy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> she's been she's been done there.
0: She has. So from Anna Delvey, we're moving on to Elizabeth Holmes.
1: Right, I know nothing about Elizabeth.
0: her. Is hers is quite different? Okay. She is a former biotechnology entrepreneur. STEM. She's a woman. In, she is a woman in STEM. Yeah. Scamming, technology, enterprise Money. Misadventure. No. <laughs> so
1: Yeah, I'm, a... I'm I'm no, I'm I'm excited for Elizabeth. Not, I won't lie, not that gone on Anna Delphi, But I have had I it.
0: kinda like her. I don't know. I, I don't know. There's something about her that's like weirdly I respect it.
1: Fair, I just I don't know if I'm behind I
0: think she's a bit of a bitch. Yeah.
1: I I, I don't know how behind I can get with the whole I don't care who I fuck over as long as I get rich. Yeah. Mentality. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I think it's a bit shit.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Elizabeth Holmes, she was a former biotechnology entrepreneur who was convicted of criminal fraud. Fraud. She was convicted of wire fraud and conspiracy to commit wire fraud.
1: Love good conspiracy to commit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, was I?
1: It's the, it's the with the end of the crime world.
0: <laughs> so her business venture was called Theranos, Theranos, Theranos. It was, um, at its kind of height, at its prime, it was a unicorn val- a, a unicorn startup in Silicon Valley, and was estimated to be worth nine billion dollars.
1: A lot of money. What is a unicorn startup, though?
0: So, a unicorn startup is. A term used in the venture capital industry to describe a privately held startup company with a value of over one billion.
1: Okay, so rich person starts a company, basically.
0: Yeah, right. and hers was nine billion.
1: Lot of money. Oh my god. Yeah. That nine billion is just kind of rolling around my head. That yeah. Was an inconceivable amount of money.
0: Yeah. So Elizabeth was born in 1984 in Washington D.C. Okay. And she went to Stanford University, but she never completed her degree. She dropped out. Fair enough. Yeah. And in 2003, she founded the company Real Time Cures in Palo Alto, which is what Theranos began as. What did they do? So her plan when starting this was to democratise healthcare. Which, you know, fair enough.
1: If there's anything America needs, it's democratise healthcare. It,
0: it, to it, it does, yeah. yeah. So what she said was that she was motivated by her fear of needles and wanted to perform blood tests that used only a small amount of blood.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: So she pitched this idea to one of her professors in Stanford. She wanted to get a vast amount of data from just a few droplets of blood from the tip of someone's finger. Right. She pitched this to her professor, Phyllis Gardner in Stanford, who responded, I don't think your idea is going to work. Shut down. She then explained that it was impossible, you know. You mm-hmm. can't get what you want from just a, like a pinprick of blood. No. You know, that's why blood tests are the way that they are.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of something you see in sci-fi
0: movies. Yeah. She ended up pitching this to a bunch of other professors in Harvard who, or in Stanford who also said the same thing. They said, it's not going to work. It's impossible. Yeah. But I anyway. Think
1: she probably would have had a better chance if she, she finished the degree, maybe. Maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah. maybe. Because
1: I think if I went to someone You'd be like, well, you haven't finished. You haven't your haven't finished so, degree.
0: What do you know? Maybe, you know, you'll, maybe you'll learn that next year. Yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe you'll learn why that's not possible. Yeah, next year. you
0: know, she's in kind of her first semester. They're like, oh, actually, that's the second semester. We yeah. learned why that doesn't work. You Why haven't you been to lectures You stick yet? it out, Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, she persisted, right. and that same year she rebranded Theranos. Who she rebranded from Real Time Cures to Theranos. Theranos is a
1: very Greek sounding name. It's
0: a combination of two words. Terra. Two um, real words, two English words. Oh. It's therapy and diagnosis. Okay. Creative genius.
1: Yeah. She's a wordsmith.
0: And then somehow by de- December of 2004, so the next year, she'd raised $6 million to fund the firm from investors.
1: It sounds like she just went to people who don't understand What it's
0: kind said of said is that like... she was like very... Good and convincing. Right. Do you know? And she had this kind of look about her. She had blonde hair. She always wore, like, nice enough makeup. She had, like, the red lipstick. She was kind of... Knew who to talk to and how to talk to them in, like, a womanly way.
1: Right. Now, are we talking she basically went to gross rich men and...
0: No, they were legitimate. They were all, like, legitimate investors. Right. And she pitched it to them really well. Okay. You know, like, it, it sounds... Like a really good idea.
1: Yeah. In Uh, principle.
0: In principle, yeah. So that was in 2004. And by the end of 2010, so she's kind of in this investing period for six years. Right. She's just getting investors and she's pitching the business and she's like, we're working on it behind the scenes. We're getting there. You know, it's just going to take a lot of time, but it's going to be like revolutionary. Right. And by 2010, she had $92 million in venture capital. Jeez.
1: That's all from
0: investors. Yeah. because wow. Well, at this point, they hadn't sold anything. Yeah. You course. know, they were all just in the works to sell this product. Yeah. To sell this technology. So then in 2013, she announced that they had gotten a partnership with Walgreens, which is like a chemist in the US. Okay. And it was going to be, they were going to set up blood sample collection centers in these Walgreens. Right. Um, and this was the first time that anyone kind of outside of her investor circle had ever heard of. This is the first time like the general public would have heard of her business and heard of her, you know, unless you were in that industry already, you wouldn't have heard of her.
1: And did these, like the people that she had investing, were they from a scientific background or... Were they just people with money? Who were not
0: necessarily. Cash? They were people with money. They were entrepreneurs, like venture capitalists. You know, yeah. they hear a pitch, they think it's good, they put some money behind yeah. it. Like Dragon's Den types.
1: Because yeah. they would have had some people who didn't, you know...
0: Well, also, she sold it really well. Like, she, you know, she got to the point where they were partnered with Walgreens, who are pharmacists. Yeah. So, like, they would know whether something yeah, was legit or not, you'd think. But basically, up until 2013, she hadn't done any advertising for the firm, any advertising for the products, this was the first time that the general public were going to learn about her.
1: Okay.
0: And then in 2015 is where it kind of all started to go downhill. So since that, launch, or that announcement in 2013 that they were going to partner with Walgreens, people started to be aware of her and they started to look into her a bit more. And basically there was this one guy who was a journalist for the Wall Street Journal who was a bit suspicious of her. And he had gotten in contact with some people who worked for Theranos, who were like slowly revealing details about her. They were like, she's she was she's very controlling. She makes us work overtime. Like that, she's not a nice person to work for. And then he, this journalist, started to get a lot more suspicious about not just her, but about the product itself. Okay. So after two years this article comes out but for two years she'd been t- attempting to squash it. She'd tend to get rid of it. You know.
1: She'd been, she'd been she'd,
0: She would like hire s- people s- to try and get rug. rid of this, this article to okay. try and like pay off whistleblowers and yeah. stuff from the company. But basically, this article came out and it detailed how their product, which was called the Edison device, the little one that was going to take a pinprick of your blood. The sci-fi device. And um, gave inaccurate results. Not only gave inaccurate results, but it also, the company had been using commercially available machines manufactured by other companies for most of their testing. Oh. So they would say they had this machine, but then behind the scenes, they were actually doing the tests with legitimate, good So they were, they were fixing the results, basically. They were, basically yeah, they yeah. were fixing the results.
1: Okay.
0: So what came out in as well in the article, like we were saying before, she was very demanding. She wanted her employees to work really hard. She had her assistants... Track every time that what people are, what time people arrived every day, and what time they left. To encourage people to work longer, she started like catering food to the office, so they'd have to stay until like eight o'clock because they wouldn't go out and have a lunch break. Ooh, that sounds awful. Yeah, and she's obsessed with like security, but well, I guess it kind of hearing now it kind of makes sense because she's like, I don't want anybody to tell.
1: She didn't want anyone seeing. Uh, yeah, to really tell any on.
0: secrets. She asked anybody who visited the company's headquarters to sign a non-disclosure agreement before being allowed in the building. Well,
1: that's a red flag right there.
0: Yeah, and she had security guards like following her everywhere, God. like even into the toilet. Jesus. Yeah. So after this um, article came out in two thousand fifteen, the FDA started looking into her, and theranos, and so did the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, and also the SEC. Okay. They were all like, there something's was, up here. They were hounding her. You know? It's kind of like how with Anna Delvey, the Jessica Presser article came out and then the court cases started happening. Yeah, people started you know, to notice. This This article comes out and then people start to notice. Yeah. So after that, she was forced to shut down in 2016 and she was then banned from the industry doing anything in healthcare for two years.
1: Only for two years?
0: At that time. Okay. Then in 2018... See, that was just like the company was shut down, but she wasn't tried with anything at the time in 2016. Yeah. And then in 2018, her herself and another board member and the chief operating officer, Ramesh Bawani, were charged with fraud from the SEC. Okay. So they, it took them two years, but they, they did eventually... Their, they were
1: building their case, yeah.
0: basically. Yeah. yeah. She had to give up her financial and voting control of the company. She had to pay a $500,000 fine and return $18.9 million of shares back to Theranos, back to the company.
1: Right. Yeah. She yeah. She kind of got her comeuppance.
0: And now, so originally she was banned for two years from being in the industry. Since that happened, she's now isn't allowed to be the director or officer of a publicly traded company for 10 years.
1: That's not the worst punishment, as punishments go.
0: No, and to be fair, she... Like yeah, she probably did know that she was doing wrong, but it's not like they ever sold something and like had like people have medical issues because of these tests. No, they didn't. Like I think scam it could have been public. a lot. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: and they but, were doing the blood tests. They were doing them not the way they said they were doing them, but they were still doing them. Yeah, right? they
0: were still doing them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you know, I have far less of a problem with. Elizabeth Holmes than I do with Anna Delvey.
0: Weirdly, though, like, the public has a pro- more of a problem with Elizabeth Holmes. They really? don't like her, yeah.
1: They don't like her.
0: Yeah. She apparently, like, would put on this, like, really deep voice to sound, like, intimidating to, like, her staff and stuff. And then when they'd go out on, like, a company night out or something and she'd had a few drinks, her voice would change and they were like, hmm. Yeah, don't know? get
1: me wrong. She doesn't sound like someone I would l- enjoy working for. Yeah. But... I think just the nature of her scam, that she didn't really screw over anyone that was in a position where being screwed over really put them at a disadvantage.
0: No, like, she screwed people out of some money. But like like you said, the tests that they were doing, yeah, it wasn't being done by their machine, but they were still being done. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, like She nothing... wasn't, like,
0: risking anybody's health, really.
1: No, and no one, you know, got sick or died because of this. So... Yeah. Because usually when you hear about people being scammed in healthcare... The it's because department.
0: somebody's like dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't,
1: you know, it, should she have done it? Probably not. Probably not. But do I have as much of a problem with her as Anna Delvey? No, definitely no. not.
0: Yeah. So that's the story of Elizabeth Holmes and Anna Delvey.
1: I like that one.
0: Why? Why now? Why are we so obsessed with girl boss cameras at the moment? Well. With the two shows coming I, out. The two I articles think... came out around a similar time as well.
1: I think that in the recent climate, you know, people are now looking at these, you know, more female figures in public, in pop culture, and yeah. in the public eye, and I guess it's only natural that sooner or later you're gonna look at because of the, we they've done all the, you know, we how many movies and tv shows about men scam people we've seen and been shoved down yeah maybe we're
0: just kind of bored of it now yeah,
1: we're bored of that because we're like it's...
0: women do it a different way yeah and you i know? think
1: maybe people have kind of realized that there is all these stories because people love a scamming story
0: yeah we love it uh, love, yeah. we love a scamstress we love an underdog exactly yeah. i think
1: people have realized that there's
0: Plus, we love a get rich scheme you know exactly. people will hear it and think oh i could do that myself yeah. better
1: and people have kind of realized that there is all these stories about uh, women scamming people and high profile cases they're to be monetized really and I think that's yeah. why And people are clearly enjoying them so yeah. you know one works and then you just you root and you find another person yeah. another woman who's scammed maybe this the next
0: money. wave of you know next wave of feminism is criminal fifth wave is
1: criminal glorification is maybe.
0: we're now able to commit crimes no we're now able to commit crimes and get punished for them
1: okay you know? yeah yeah
0: because before it was like, oh, your husband's probably, you know, if you do something wrong, it's your husband's fault because yeah. you're property. But now it's like, you're...
1: No, you're going to be... Pregnant.
0: And, and, and it, you know, people can tell now that it was planned, premedicated things. You're like, yeah. oh, they have agency. This they can commit crimes. This
1: wasn't just something you did by accident. It yeah. Was, you fully intended to do this. Yeah. Yeah, that's a possibility. Mm. Love that.
0: What do you think will come out next? Who's scamming us at the moment.
1: Who's scamming us at the moment. Well, I think the, the nature of it is that we won't know until... they Yeah, but if you
0: had us. to guess.
1: Someone, a figure in the public eye... Who who's is scamming, scamming
0: us, up, us at the moment and we don't know.
1: I'm going to say...
0: I would love if, like, in a few years, it came out that the Kardashians were doing something seedy.
1: Oh, they definitely because are, I though.
0: feel like somehow there's they have such a people love them like no matter what they do, people still like them I think they could come out and do something so horrible and people would still be like, yeah
1: well, yeah I mean they mm, they mightn't be scamming anyone, but they certainly don't pay their workers well enough or and they explode cheap labor yeah. so they might they could be scamming, but they're certain almost certainly doing slimy things anyways. yeah, yeah, and I think that should be
0: but I just you know it. It comes down in fears that keeping up with the Kardashians yeah. is just like it, it's a front. It's a front.
1: <laughs> They've been laundering money. Chris has
0: been the whole embezzling time. for years. Yeah,
1: Chris has been dead for years and they simply just They're weekend to they, they get, they get burning her. Carlo yeah. Post Officing here. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Kim yeah, and the or kids maybe, are just showing up to the bank like <laughs> with a <the> wig. <laughs> yeah,
1: Kanye was never real. Um, or maybe, I don't know. Maybe Kanye like,
0: knows too much and they're trying to silence him.
1: Yeah. They're, I don't think uh, so. No, I think, I think Kanye knows. Too little. Too little. (laughs) Maybe someone like Grimes? I don't know. I don't think she's a scammer. No, but you know, Elon Musk seems like... He's a scammer. Yeah, but I don't know. Just by association, I just think. Maybe she's gonna... Maybe not yet, but I could see her like unintentionally scamming. Like starting Mm. some stupid business. Yeah, no,
0: she'll get like really into a cause and like people will convince her. Like, oh, give us loads of money to like you know, house these monkeys on Mars. And she'd be like, oh my God, of course I want to house these monkeys on Mars. And then it'll come out to be a scam. But did she like how she'll really believe in something? Yeah, She'll be like the investor.
1: She, she did once say that she thought like the, the way to fix the world economy was through... Barter. Like, no, was through... Uh,
0: cryptocurrency.
1: Cryptocurrency and video games. So...
0: I feel like that's something she's only said since she's been with Elon Musk. I feel like Oh yeah, no. T- it was, five years ago, Grimes wouldn't have said that. No,
1: it was like, it was like seven months ago when she said that.
0: Mm.
1: You know, it was after she was uh, reading the Communist Manifesto and people asked her about it and she then gave her honest opinion where, and it's, it, it's a bit of a silly statement.
0: She no, it is. It yeah, is.
1: You know, whether she did it for the ha-has, maybe.
0: Anyway, you heard it here first. Our predictions for the next Scammers of the Century are Grimes and... Kylie
1: Jenner and Grimes.
0: Kylie Jenner and Grimes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for listening and I will see you next time.
1: Thanks very much. Bye.